Hello, happy summer break. We're coming to you live from Monaco, excuse me, never mind, the Sunoco station, just outside Knoxville. We're recording in a car. This is the Track Limits podcast. Joined here. Is there, wait, is there really a Sunoco station here? Uh, I don't know. I think I've seen one before. Interesting. Don't know where. Don't know where. Actually, no, we can just look out the window because we're parked in this parking lot. But hey, I'm Taylor. <laughs> I'm joined here, as always, by my acquaintance, Harrison. Yes, very um, not close acquaintance. Yes. No, don't know this man at all. Um, anyway, we are still going through the summer a lot quieter this week compared to the previous week with the 2023 seat talk. Thank you all for listening a great episode great listeners had great feedback um on our site we're so glad that you all are listening to us a lot of uh, we, we had also had a lot of insightful things we knew a lot of insider information absolutely uh, and that's what's important you know people say that it's not really what you know it's sorry it's not exactly what you know it's who you know as my phone falls off the table um and i think we just show that true yeah we know Um, we definitely if there's one thing i can say about this show mm -hmm. is we know the people we know the people man what people we know the people yeah yes um so um very excited um next time we are going to have a special guest um lando norris is going to join join us and by lando norris that is what we call Norse Dam in <laughs> just down the street. The dam is going to, they're going to join us. The da- we're going to be live from the dam, Norris Dam, Lando Norris Dam. And you can't tell me that it's not named for him. It's not. I can't, I can't get in. I, I haven't I seen just it. did. I, I just haven't. I haven't seen the, right. you know, actual confirmation True. that it was named gotta, I gotta, a different way. I got to give you the facts. Got to show it to Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Next time you're going to tell me that Alexander Hamilton wasn't named after Lewis. Come on. I mean, hey, I, I, who am I to deny you? I don't know. I didn't know the man. Just saying. Listen, the people need to know. And you're just mm-hmm. telling them what they need to know. And Lewis has his own show on Broadway. Good for him. Wow, it's named after way. him. True. Yeah. Uh, I thought I didn't know how it would work a Broadway play about a Formula One driver. Uh, mm-hmm. I've heard it's incredible. This sounds like a good episode one day where we just make a Broadway show about a Formula One. About a Formula One driver. Who would be Aaron Burr? Um, Nico. Nico pro, Rosberg. Pro, pro, Max Verstappen. Max Verstappen. Listen, I don't know anything about this story, so I'm just naming people. Um, okay, you can watch some Hamilton on Disney Plus sometime. Anyway, um, now that we've gotten that out of the way, um, man, I'm sorry. I gotta lean back here. I had some cheesecake today. I decided to go to, like Cheesecake Factory get some cheesecake. Really doing pretty well right now. Yeah, treating yourself while you're. I'm treat treat yourself. That's why you're alone. And it, then I went to Lowe's to get something because I had to get a new license plate. And sorry, folks, this is what we talk about on summer break. You, wait, um, you didn't just get it mailed to you? No, I decided, okay, so my family had an issue where my parents ordered it through the mail, and it never came. And they told the state and said, hey, you know, I, I or the county clerk, hey, I never got our plate. And they said they had to file a police report because some, it was lost in the mail, like it. it was stolen. So they wouldn't give them a new, another one until they did that. I was like, I'm not dealing with that. So I just went down to the county clerk's office just down the road and and got me a plate. 
and then I had to go get a socket wrench because I don't know where mine is. So then I went to Lowe's, and they've got all the Halloween dec- decorations out. So then I had to buy some of those. Wait, you? Why did you need a socket wrench? Uh, because my license plate is held on with. Uh, oh, the bolts. Oh, I see. So, I do a little. Hey, you know what? That'll be useful for you. Get you yeah, do some DIY yeah. projects around the house. Absolutely. Anything needs some socketing, I can sock it good. As Devo said. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, cool. What do we want to talk about today, Harrison? You want to talk about the top moments? Yeah, let's talk about our of the uh, season. Not necessarily so far. the top moments. They don't have to be great moments. Just your favorite moments. Favorite moments or surprising moments or disappointing moments. Mm. Uh, moments that say, stand out. Moments that you know. Six months from now, you'll think back and you'll say, you know, you're. Let's say a year from now, you're watching Drive to Survive season five, four, four. I don't know, whatever season we're on at this mm-hmm. point. And you're gonna you're gonna watch back and you're gonna be watching. And it's going to be at a race, and it's going to click in your mind, and you're going to say, oh, yeah, that's when, um, you know, the Leonardo DiCaprio meme where he's uh, pointing at the TV. Yeah. <laughs> he's pointing at the TV. Yeah, yeah that, that's going to pop yes. into your mind, and you're going to say, oh, that's where um, Alex Albon gets wrecked or, or you know, whatever. <laughs> Moments like that. Okay, I like it. Um, cool. Do you want to start? Yeah, I'll go Let's first. Let's just alternate um, with what we like. Um, top moment number one. I'm going kind of into the... Well, this isn't in it's gonna seem like I'm going in chronological order. I'm not. Um but before the season even starts, Haas, Russia, Nikita Mazepin. Mm. Kicked him on out of there, brought in Kevin Magnuson. Kevin Magnuson comes in like he never left, beating his teammate, putting Haas in the points. Uh now granted that isn't just, that's not a thing anymore. Uh but yeah, hey, cool to see Kevin Magnuson back. Moment number one, uh, the whole saga with Nikita Mazepin. We started the season off with a bang. Mm-hmm. Here comes Kevin Magnuson, back from the dead. Out of nowhere, out of left field, bring him back. Kicked him off, brought him back. Now he's here. Back from um, from the council. What is it? Survival, Survivor. You know, they go, they get... Tribal council. Yeah, they, they go off, they come back. Uh, you know, you have your buff in the background. Trick. Yep. Yeah, it's like just like that. Ponderosa. Kevin Magnuson was gone. He was sent to the <laughs> island. He came back, and now he's winning the competition. Uh, you're talking about, like, you know, like, Edge of Extinction. Sure, whatever that island is that they this? send him over to to send by them to, by their own, and then they come yeah, back for the church. There's also, the there was also Redemption Island, but we won't get into that. You I know, mean, I don't watch Survivor. That's just what, we're just, that's what I mean. Well, when the new season comes, come on over, we'll watch it. Okay. Well, um, <laughs> oh, sure, yeah, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, mine is actually Haas related, but it deals with where we are in the season right now, which is could I have told you at that same time that uh, Haas would have more points than Alphatari at this point in the season? Slash Aston Martin. You ought to said you're a genius. Yeah, you said I was crazy at the time. Well, yeah, but it's like um, <laughs> we were. Now we all back. joked about it because they were fastest in the practices, and then hey, look at us. Now they're here. I mean, they're not now, now they're but they here. were. They were. They were now there. Top top three team, Alphatari, down at P8. In the constructor standings. Thanks, Alphatari. Appreciate that. Cool. Uh, my uh, Another top moment for me, uh, Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. The fighting for the DRS. Great race. Thought we might have a championship battle on our hands there. My, how the times have changed. 
would have would have thought that um, things would be different. But yeah, exciting racing. We really thought, you know what? It was the first taste. You know, Bahrain was a you know kind of like um, you know I was once told by a coffee connoisseur. I wasn't told. Somebody else was told, and they told me by a coffee connoisseur. <laughs> you know, the first sip of yes. the coffee, it it coats your tongue, and then the second sip is where you tell if this is good or not. So Bahrain was like coating our tongue with, are these cars, these regulations, are they going to be great? Are they going to live up to the moments they, that they say we are? Are we going to get better racing? Uh, is it going to be, you know, closer competition? Is Mercedes going to be dominant, Red Bull, Ferrari, whoever the likes, McLaren? Bahrain, we were like, okay, we got a little taste. We coated our tongue, and then in Saudi Arabia, we got what it was really. We thought, it, well, we thought it was really gonna be, and that was the fight at the front, passing each other, going back and forth, back and forth. Somebody passed you, you go right back at them, just like go karts. Uh, Charles, Max, at the front, you know, even in the midfield, bunch of passing. We thought this is gonna be a great season, so. That race on on its own was very exciting, very uh, promising. Um, but much like the third sip of coffee, might not have lived up to the hype of the second sip. And here we are again. So um, mine actually kind of fits in there because I was going to say how far we've come in this season. Because in Bahrain, um, skip Saudi Arabia because you know Max won that one. But in Bahrain, Australia, where Max gets DNF, P1, DNF. You're thinking that this is a wide-open championship. Of course, it was only three races in. How quickly that changes, though. Uh, the Max just turns it on, and then it's just gone on from there to the point where this season is pretty much over. I think someone did the math on Reddit saying that for Charles to win, he would have to get he would have to get P1 and fastest lap for the remaining races, and Max would have to uh, finish below third every time um which really max just needs some dnfs to help charles but that's not going to happen i think it's pretty much over but i mean you say that but who knows it could be it could i don't know um but that's just interesting it's interesting how the season took a turn and is i don't know i i guess when i say take a turn it was starting out going uh and then it's gonna go oh not that it's a bad season but that you wouldn't think that. What do you think the ter- would have been so in dumb. your mind? If if you were to look back right now, what what do you think the turning point was? At what point do you think in your mind, looking back, like, oh, that's when the season went sour. Um, that's a good question. Um, I would probably say. Oh, I don't know if I can go that early. Part of me wants to say. If I really looked at it, it would have been Italy. Um, right after Australia, just Imola? because. Um, yes, yes. Sorry, yes, in Italy. Because what would have happened is, when you go back and look, and Max gets P one, P one, P one, P three in Monaco, P one, P one. It was just the start. And I guess you can start arguing that. That goes into my next thing that I wasn't expecting, which is just the absolute disaster of Ferrari strategy and, in certain cases, uh, reliability. That has destroyed 
Uh, I'll go. I'll say that. It's destroyed Charles's season. So many mistakes that cost him points that were so vital. It should be much closer than it actually is. And now it is basically out of reach. And I think it did. It all started in Imola. Um, I can agree with that. Um, I was going to say more on a not as serious moment that the turning point was when they rolled those fake those boats on those trailers into <laughs> that Miami. fake marina. That turned the season <laughs> up. In Miami, May first weekend in May, when they put those boats on that fake marina, and the season just took a turn. And you know, we thought we've got a great thing, and uh, they made a mockery of it, and now it's bad. Do you feel like uh, Miami was like years ago? Yeah, it doesn't seem like it was this year, and it's like it felt like would it would have been a thing in the moment that people would continue talking about in a way of like um other races where it's like oh i can't wait to get back to you know wherever saudi you know i don't want to uh imola exciting races it seems like miami just i don't know i guess with all the hoopla that was around it and all the jokes about the fake marina and all that it seems like it would have stuck around in our minds for a little bit longer Mm -hmm. um but more and more, I just, I don't remember a thing that happened in that race. Uh, honestly, can't remember much about the race itself. Race and, was pretty and it's just like, uh, Other than the boats. The boats are the only thing that stick out in my mind, just the fanfare of it all. Which, what about the mermaids? Hey, it's about the experience, right? It's because it's we were here. They created a memorable experience for us. Oh, that they did. That they did. Um Anyway, another moment. Well, that I guess that counts as your moment. Sorry, it's my turn. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go with um, now top moments. Uh, mine's a double. Uh, that would be seeing Checo win in Monaco and then seeing Carlos win at the British Grand Prix. Um, cool moments. It's nice to see drivers like that win big races, especially Carlos. I mean, his first <laughs> win also, and it's a pretty good one. Um, and then Checo kind of letting the cow out of the bag about his uh, uh, contract signing uh, on camera, which is kind of funny. But anyway, um, good moments. I, I Just like I said with Esteban last year, I'm a big fan of when someone who you, who has never won or usually doesn't win wins because uh, it makes me happy. Not the same old, same old. I agree. It is pretty cool, and you get to see the emotion of the sport. Uh, and it is cool to see people succeed. I know there's people that don't like people succeeding that aren't them, mm-hmm. uh, but it's cool, especially as you get like um, deeper into the fandom and like really getting into things. You kind of realize like all of the sacrifice and like hard work it takes to get to that point. And now, granted, certain things have to fall into your lap, like being in the fastest car or mm-hmm. eight people wrecking in front of you or whatever to get to that point. Uh, but yeah, it's cool to see. Um, I will add to your Great Britain, your British Grand Prix top moment, the Lewis Hamilton overtake. I think that was the race that truly you felt, okay, what we've been saying for however many weeks at that point, is Mercedes back. The overtake, the double overtake up the inside when they ran wide. Granted, there was a tire strategy. That was when also in that race kind of felt like where... 
Charles Leclerc strategy not there. Um, yeah, that moment of that pass, it was almost like kind of like, okay, we're here now. Here's Mercedes in the right spot. We can continue. We could say they are legitimate contenders for race wins at this point. Um, they're right in the right spot. Um, so yeah, at that moment right there, and then playing off of that, maybe it's recency bias. The George Russell poll lap in Hungary, one of the most exciting poll like <laughs> qualifying laps I've seen in a while. It, it was the same vibes as Max in Saudi Arabia last season until he hit the wall, putting in the perfection. Everybody had written him off. Even the 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 commentators were already like moving on to like, you know, Carlos signs on pole is going to be on pole. Oh my God, what has George Russell just done? And puts in the lap. Uh, yeah, shocking moment, and you know, to send us into the uh, summer break on a high note. I think it did, and I um, actually that's a good thing to build on <laughs> because what happened was I remember looking at this previously to show you how things went. This was preseason. Uh, we both agree that Lewis would win the world championship in 2022. That was in December of 2014. And in four short months, we went to George wins before Lewis, and Lewis will never win this season. It's been a roller coaster. Well, he won't win this for... season. We didn't say ever. Oh, no, 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 no. This season, excuse me. I said anything different. But, um, yeah, it's interesting, the roller coaster ride for Mercedes, because it went from all this, the same old thing where they are talking about, oh, we just don't have the pace this year. And, you know, it's like, boy, you cried wolf because everyone's like, they say that every year and then look what happens. Oh my God, they've been sandbagging. And then this year you're like, oh, well, maybe actually so interesting. Uh, porpoising, um, that should be another top moment. Um, the term porpoising and that I believe it was Pierre Gasly who said that he actually had to get medical attention for that at one point and just recently came out and said that. Um, but anyway, I digress from porpoise. But hey, it's fixed now, that. so yeah, it's fixed. We're here. Right? We're we've got it fixed. Um, but I think that's a it's a great what you said is perfect because we go from where is Mercedes? Are they even to be a top three team this year? To now they're actually in the mix, and they might they be Ferrari be? on Ferrari yeah. blenders. Yes. Ferrari just cannot stop shooting themselves in the foot. Um, and sometimes that's what you need. I think it's interesting also looking at the season like we just did and saying like it feels like so long ago that we were gearing up for the season to begin. Mm -hmm. And it's like you kind of forget little things that were a bit like porpoising. Nobody's talked about porpoising yeah. in weeks. No, yeah, It's like things like that. Like DRS was an issue at one point. Is it too powerful? Uh it, it's cool to look back and be like, oh, yeah, that was a thing. I think that's part of the appeal to me of Drive to Survive, too. It's like we relive yeah. like things we kind of forgot about. No, I agree. Absolutely agree. Um, um, oh. oh, you go ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 no. no you, you, after you. No, I was going to say, do you have another top moment? <laughs> no, I was going to say, let's um, let's do another. Let's Unless you have another top moment. No, I was going to say, let's, let's say our biggest surprise, our biggest disappointment and uh, make a prediction for the rest of the year. Okay. Biggest surprise. Ooh, biggest surprise. I've got a lot of surprises. I would say one of my biggest surprises, though, is um, 
I thought um, would have to go back to Mercedes. I thought it would be between Max and Lewis again um, with old Chuck Leclerc kind of in the middle of it. Um, and for Mercedes just to not even show up has just been a huge surprise to me. There's nothing against, Merce- uh, you know, Lewis. It's just when you're used to that happening for so long, it's just surprising to you when it suddenly stops. Because you're like, where did it go? What what changed? Obviously, the car changed. But it, it was just surprising to me. Especially um, because of how good Red Bull is and how mm-hmm. seemingly Red Bull was able to put a lot of resources towards this year. Now, granted, they have Adrian Newey who can build a car for them. Um, mm-hmm. But the, it's seemingly they should have had the same amount of resources to put towards this year unless Mercedes was actually just overloading last year trying to win. Um, yeah, it was surprising how much of a gap there was. Yeah. And how good... My surprise is is, is the gap that formed that, you know, the, the top two teams weren't the top two teams, but Red Bull was able to find something uh, in Ferrari and then not being Mercedes. So the, the fact that it wasn't what we thought it would be, I think Red Bull is my surprise how far ahead they are. Yeah, good. Um so disappointing, most disappointing thing. Um, I feel like we have I a would, shared thought on this one. Uh, I've already shared it. I'll share it again. But my disappointment is um, I'm disappointed at what could have been with a Ferrari Red Bull championship. I'm disappointed because I feel like stupid mistakes in strategy as and, and I say this like I I know what I'm talking about, but I mean simple things on when to box, and when to, uh, what tires to start in, uh, and what what tires to use the infamous infamous hard hard mediums. Um, it's I feel like we were just robbed of what could have been a very close championship battle. I think it could be, it would have been anyone's. Um, championship at this point if Ferrari just had a decent strategy I'd even forgive the reliability issues I mean that happens it happened to Max twice at the beginning of the season it happens to every car that crap happens I get it but the fact that so much is just lost by stupid mistakes and poor planning or getting hoodwinked by (laughs) Red Bull by Christian Horner. It, I mean, as simple as throwing, putting your te- your uh, pit crew out there to fake a pit stop, basically. I mean, I forget which race that happened in, but they completely fell for it. I mean, it's like, sometimes I feel like they don't even know what they're doing. Yeah, it's a joke. And, and it's like, it also anyway, makes it a little sad that right. like, granted, Charles could win the championship, but it would take Max failing a lot and the way that they started the season where they were both just on top and even like last year which we were a little spoiled with just how good they were last year the two teams the two mm-hmm. two drivers mm-hmm. uh yeah even that it's like yeah it it's kind of sad uh my disappointment gotta be mclaren not that it was super ah, shocking it's just like they were on such an uphill climb, most popular team, everybody's rooting for them, popular drivers, great atmosphere around the team. And it was like 
at the start of the season, it was like something changed. The atmosphere wasn't there. The excitement, I mean, after their poor performances. Now this whole saga with Daniel Ricciardo, Oscar Piastri is going on. Who's going to be their driver? Uh, and it was like they were the fun team. And now they're, it's like times aren't good there. So it's not a fun team to be around. Um, yeah, I don't, it's just like the vibe about it has changed. And it's it, hard to watch. If you if you had to pick a driver, who do you think has been the most disappointing? Would it be Daniel Ricciardo? Um, it's hard to say with Daniel Ricciardo because I think we mentioned it last year that we thought he would struggle, at least at the first part, because he had to learn a new car and he's never been good at that. Um, mm-hmm. But, I, yeah, it's got to be either Daniel Ricciardo or... Uh, yeah, they, Pierre Gasly. No, because Pierre with Pierre Gasly, it's like the team is struggling because Yuki's also doing really bad, and Pierre. I mean, Pierre was doing good on a bad team last year, but Yuki had spurts. But neither one of them are really having any good spurts. Uh, yeah, I think the gap between Norris and Ricardo for the most part. Now Ricardo has had like spurts where he's been good, but yeah, I think as far as drivers, it's got to be it's got to be Ricardo. Just my question of the day for you. Hey, I also disappointment, and we talk about it a lot. Aston Martin, and this is my prediction. <laughs> uh, I think Lawrence Stroll steps down at the end of the year. Of this year, really? Yeah, they're so bad. Now nah, he won't, but somebody's getting fired at. If it's Crack, if it's Stroll, somebody's. I mean, I guess they did just get Fernando Alonso on a big deal, but I just. I just don't see Lawrence stepping down from the team he bought. Would he sell it? Yeah, yeah. That's why I mean, like, selling his stake mm, in the... Well, I, I guess he owns he Aston like, Martin, but... I think he just kind of likes it, though. Yeah, but they're so bad. You know, it's kind of like the little nice little thing to have. Like these NFL owners, you know, it's just like... That's yeah, thing. but listen, as soon as, oh, as, know, soon as Lance... Those NFL on. owners like, like Lewis Hamilton. Hey. You're just like, yeah, you know, I got that. That's a Denver Broncos. Good for I just want to say that Good Formula One drivers are, are buying stakeholders. Now, granted, well, he is probably the, the richest one, so. Absolutely, 100% he is. So there's that. What's your prediction? Uh, uh, for the, my prediction the rest of the year. The my prediction for the rest of the year is I do think that um, uh, I'm going to go with George is still is going to get a win. Um. I'm gonna have I'm gonna have my lineup of predictions real quick. George is gonna get a win. Charles Leclerc is gonna get a win. Um, should I throw Lewis in there too? You think Lewis is gonna get a win? How many, there are, so there's ten nine races left. Yeah. And you think there's gonna be three or four different winners? Uh, well, Max is obviously gonna win win some. My question is, I think George will too. I mean, I'm going to say that I, I'm not disagreeing with you. I think Max might win eight races out of nine, unless he makes a mistake. I wonder what the odds are on winning out. I, I mean, Belgium. See, I'm going to say that he may, he may he's there's going to be a DNF in there. True. I mean, if anything, Monza, somebody might. Yeah, I think he might win seven or eight races, though. Hey, I could get down with that. Um. All right. Oh, you have more predictions? No, that was what are you looking forward to? Let's last thing, and then we'll 
be done what's what's your the moment what are you looking forward to the most in these last nine races um i enjoy when they race at circuit of the americas i love it when it's on u.s time i'm always excited for that race i guess i'm excited to see what the coverage is like this year uh, especially as formula one's popularity has grown um what espn and abc put behind it i'm sure they're still just gonna you know carry sky that's not gonna change but um it's gonna be sold out it's gonna be a lot of people there the fanfare um and who knows where it falls in the season it could be where max is could wrap it up. crowned world champion um that'd be pretty interesting we talked about that lewis would be i predicted that lewis would be crowned world championship there you thought mexico and we were um, how though how wrong were we uh well you know we could get the races right just the driver wrong <laughs> um, true so that's what i like i i like the second half of the season um still some good races to go still uh and it's also you know it adds a little bit of the uh okay a little bit of drama here because now you've got these um drivers who are racing for teams that um they're no longer part of daniel ricardo's racing nine races with mclaren he's not going to be there we're assuming fernando's definitely gone seb's retiring that's a little bit different so but it's gonna it's gotta be hard for Seb to care. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure he won't, you know. He'll just ride around on his bike. Wear a wear a shirt and True. Go from there. We'll miss you, Seb. We're we're just we're just joking. That will be Feel free to it, come it on the show. Interesting to see what happens there. What about you? Japan. I'm looking forward to oh, the return of Japan. To either staying up super late or waking up at 1 a.m. to watch the race in Japan. Oh. I'm, uh, it's the first time they've been in Japan in years. And it's a great race. I love Japan. So, yeah. You can race and run that on Gran Turismo. Japan. Enjoy. Um, another question. Okay, something else we're looking forward to. Obviously, Bristol. Um, can be <laughs> Formula One in Bristol. Yeah, it's going to be... Oh, God, that'd be an absolute nightmare. Slow. I'd love to see Ferrari mess up the strategy at Bristol. Uh, Charles, take a right <laughs> hand. You're going to take a right hand turn. We've set, the, we've set the car up to do right hand turns here. No, Charles, you have to go down both pit lanes. <laughs> oh, it's so bad they would mess it up. All right, that's it. Um, anything else, Harrison? I think we covered it all. We can't, we'll be back next week with another summer break episode absolutely i think we need to go down driver by driver and we'll talk about what we think of each one personally not about their season but personally Personally, yeah yeah, yeah. personally yeah we'll give our personal rate where they went on vacation yes we will judge Uh, their dating profiles yes and if you've ever been on a date with a formula one uh driver then you can send us a email tracklimitspod at gmail.com or you can message us on instagram or twitter at tracklimitspod Lando Norris was mentioned in this episode. Leave me in comments for the stewards. Harrison, your final word. Mom, have a great summer, everyone. Will you sign okay. our yearbook? Which means uh, I like and subscribe. Oh, how nice. Oh, those were the days. Those were the days. I lost my yearbook down to what was in it. Okay, talk to y'all later. See ya. Bye.